Welcome to Talking with WIT Kevin and Son. Today we have something extremely special. I know I've said this before, but this is the first time we've ever had a guest on the show and a brand new baby. Is it a baby boy or baby girl? A boy. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we we have uh, a very special guest and someone I've worked with, Miss Trish Davis. And uh, we talking about doing it all. She is an entrepreneur and she's definitely doing it all from design junkie to swag lady. And now is this a, your grandmother for the first time? No, I have two granddaughters. So this is number three, but this is the first boy. All right. Well, hey, this is a first. We have never had a uh, production when we had a brand new life coming to the world and we're doing it right from the hospital. Right from the hospital. Right from the hospital. So when I talk about, when I tell people we don't script the show, we, we, we let it roll. I did not want to cancel um, this date. But let me go ahead and do the hard part, the business that we do. All right. This episode of Talking With Kevin and Son is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Through the power of story, our mission is to uplift through the power of our guest voice, we inspire, share stories and experience and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope, helping other people every day. And you have no idea how excited I am to have you on here. You have no idea how excited I am to have your grandson. What's his name? Well, she's been going back and forth. What's his name now? <laughs> She thinks she's going to name him True. True. I like yes. that. I like that. And um, Kevin's also a good, good name. Also, what's your daughter's name? Soraya. Soraya from uh, RMK Productions, our uh, family of friends that, that follow us. We, uh, we say congratulations. And uh, we were going to cancel this show, but I said, heck no, we're going to do this thing <laughs> right now. And it's amazing. I, you know, when I was looking at your resume, I was thinking there's 4,000 universities throughout this country. There's 107 historically black colleges in this um, uh, country right now. You have over 35 years of professional experience in the corporate world. You have a passion for singing, exercising, write, writing, graphic designs, and you have um, literally some type of either cert certification uh, degree or whatever from universities like um, uh, Eastern University, Syracuse University, Temple University, Harvard Business School. I mean, your resume is a lot longer than what I'm giving you on, on your bio. I think I, I, I missed about a dozen uh, other ones. So Trish, I'm having you on, on this show because one, when RMK Productions first started, you did something um, extremely special. You had a company that was called Design Junkie. You have printed my logo on hats, t-shirts, cups, mugs, um, bracelets, you name it, wristbands and everything else. When I talk about I'm teaching my podcasters, everyone wants to know how to monetize their, their product. And the problem is everyone goes out and they spend thousands of dollars trying to get um, print work done you know, for their logo on shirts and whatever. And they have products that basically end up going to... Um, places like the Goodwill because they have inventory and um, they're not selling it. But for okay. RMK Productions, our podcasters, their first line of a monetization 
is um, pairing up with um, design junkie because you create um, product on print on demand on t-shirts, cups, yes. mugs. I have a couple of pills that I, I, I've showcased and we wanna talk about you and, and business yourself and how you came up that concept. You're also, um, am I right, AKA? Yes, I am. You are a proud member of the, the uh, Divine Nine. I am a Sigma. So we, we share that, that bond that we're doing great things for our community and our people. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about that you are an, an official um, merchandiser for AKK, AKA, AKA. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say KKK. We, no. <laughs> we don't do nothing with them. <laughs> All right. Do me a favor um, because um, family's got to be important for you to do this podcast in um, the, uh, a hospital. So tell us your story. How did all this begin? So thank you so much for having me. We talked about this like probably almost two years ago. So our day has come. So yes, I'm excited sir. to be here. Thank you so much. And I know you've been doing some great work through your podcast and other venues off of here. Um, so, and I don't even know, I, our paths crossed and it was just great. It's been a phenomenal collaboration and everything. So I'm Tisha Davis and it was in... I want to say May of 2018. Well, I've been an entrepreneur um, before that. I've had other businesses. Um, I think I'm like a serial entrepreneur. And I did get it honest. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. Um, and both of my grandmothers um, had entrepreneurial ventures. My father's mother used to, her and her husband had a bodega. Um, in Harlem on 116th Street. And I remember as a child, I used to work the cash register because I was good at math. And this is back then where they didn't calculate your change for you. You had to be able to know those numbers in your head. And I was good at that and, you know, helping them to budget and things of that nature. And my father was a photographer and a clothes designer. And he passed when I was eight years old, but I do remember standing there like just with my arms out and he would just make a dress right on me. And then he'd have my stepmother to do my hair and he'd do, do a photo shoot. So we like everything we did, eating dinner, just going, walking down the block. He took pictures of us all the time and I was his only girl. So I was his little model. And um, so I was remember just being fascinated that, you know, the bathroom was his dark room. And this is before there were cell phones. So everything was done the old way. And he had the trays and the solution and he would use the bathtub. And I just remember pictures being like really small and then they'd be like eight by tens and then they'd be like 16 by twenties and big posters. And at that age, I thought the pictures grew overnight because they'd be little and all of a sudden they'd be these huge pictures. And then he was Woolworth's exclusive photographer. So we would go to like Carnegie Hall and across the street, there was a Woolworth store and my pictures of, of me and my brother's posters would be in the window. So I would be all excited. I was fascinated with him and his work ethic. There were times I would wake up in the middle of the night and he would be sewing in the living room and he'd have like dresses and belts all over the couch and his, his designs and sketches and a book. And he would go out and work for himself. And he was really, you know, this is what he did. And, you know, I had very limited understanding of what he did, but I, um, 
you know, as a teenager, I always wanted to have my own business. And I kept telling my mother, I'm going to have my own business. And, um, you know, even though I was being groomed to work for somebody else, uh, which I did, but I always had like a side hustle or something else going on. I grew up in the Bronx. Um, my church and my, my sorority chapter was in Harlem. I served the Harlem community primarily. And I was always hustling, selling something with somebody or, you know, and I was always big in uh, supporting black businesses. Even, you know, all the vendors on 125th Street, you know, I would pass the Barnes and Noble so I could go out there and support, you know, my brothers and sisters out there hustling. Um, especially it seemed like like not many people were supporting them. I would make sure I would, you know, my Christmas list, I would go down there and buy my handbags and my gifts for other people from them. I would get on a train and go to Brooklyn to support Black businesses because I thought it was important um, that we supported each other. So that was always important to me. Um, this particular business, um, I was working a job where for the first time in my life, I had a, a boss who was a micromanager just like, I, I've never, like I started my, my first job um, after college, I was an auditor. I traveled all over the country and Canada and nobody kept tabs on me for years. Like nobody cared if you was dead or alive. Like you, I got on a plane probably three times a week. I went to where I had to work. I did my job. I never had to really even sit at a desk all day or be, you know, monitored to that degree. So now I've been working for decades and then I, I get this job where this guy is like a micromanager and I was, I didn't know how to handle that type of culture. And I did notice that in that particular environment that women were not valued. Um, you know, it was more like you do what, you know, we tell you to do, but we weren't able to really come to the table to, to voice our opinions, to, you know, put our ideas in and everything. And I remember telling him when I, like a few weeks after I got hired, I said, you know what, you should have hired a robot. I said, cause you don't want anybody that thinks. And I said, but I see, I got to dumb myself down for this job because you just want a yes man. And that's not me. And he was like, no. And I said, no, 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 I got it now. You know, it's your way or it's the highway. It took me a minute because I assumed that, you know, he welcomed our ideas, but he did not. And it wasn't really just me, but he definitely didn't value women. And I knew that women across the country, across the world were not valued. There's millions of women who don't even, even in their household, they don't even get to form their opinions, to say how they feel, to vote, you know, and women are some of the most creative people in the world. You know, we're the ones that got to put it down to hold down the house. We the ones that micromanage or microtask and do all of these things at the same time. And we the ones that keep up. We know this one's favorite color. We know that it's, it's play date. It's splash day today with that child. And this one is allergic to peanut butter. And we, we know all the minute details that men don't like to really manage, but you know, usually they'll step out the way and let us do our thing. But, you know, so it was a, it was an interesting thing, but I knew that a lot of women in my company in the world were not valued the same. And I didn't really know, honestly, until the Trump election that sexism outweighs racism in our country. I didn't know that until then. I didn't know that, um, that there were many black men who would prefer 
to see a white man as president, even though they know he's not a great candidate, than to see a woman. I didn't know sexism was as prevalent as it was. And so I started Design Junkie Tees to be a vehicle for women and particularly black women to raise their voices through apparel so that we can have a say. And I said, because the days of being silent are over and we have a voice too, and it should be heard. And apparel and t-shirts are a great way to say what you wanna say. Excuse me, I'm speaking. I'm speaking, yes. All right, and you, <laughs> and you notice I am a man and I'm listening. Yes, you are. And, and um, so it, 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 but a lot of, well, I won't say that a lot of men don't listen. I was just in an environment where I wasn't allowed to speak. And um, so I decided, um, and I've always been this way, you know, if I'm not valued at my job, or if there's something that I want to create, because I'm one that if something doesn't exist, I'll create it. And if, if you don't want to see it here, I'll find an environment where I can still do it. So I wasn't allowed to be creative and do my stuff and my designs and stuff at the workplace. So I created an atmosphere where I could still do it. I did not want my skills and my talents and my gifts to go to waste. I'm still gonna do it. I just won't do it in the confines of your building if it's not welcome there. And so that's what I did. And that's one of the blessings that, that came about the, the, the pandemic. It was a wake-up call for entrepreneurs, uh -huh. for those people that have woke up and said, look, you know something? I can either stay in an environment where I am controlled or uh -huh. I can create a space that I can control. And I know- Absolutely. When, yep. And I know when I started uh, my podcast uh -huh. and when I created the 10 United podcast, there was a reason, lack of representation in this space. There's yes. less than 1% of people that look like us uh -huh. involved in this business. And the people that were making money at doing this uh -huh. didn't look like us. And I said, let right. me create a space at one, because I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, and uh -huh. I'll create a space where, where we can teach. And uh -huh. when I realized that there were aspects of this business that took time for it to develop, uh -huh. I got lucky and I got connected with someone that was in the same space that I was in, you were developing your brand, finding your identity. As I, I say in our house, we're building a plane while flying, but we yes. had a lot of like things uh, in common. One uh -huh. quality was uh -huh. um, paramount. The other thing that you're dependable. I mean, uh -huh. sweetheart, I'm going to tell you, and please uh -huh. don't anyone be sexist and go on. HR said, I called you sweetheart. That wasn't, um, <laughs> we have a personal relationship. Um, you took calls from me in the middle of the night when I had issues. And when you're okay. talking about customer service, you delivered customer service. You advised me, you directed me, and you put me in a safe place because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. And when I ran into trouble, you helped me fix it outside of your normal working hours. And that's, yes. the, reason, that's the reason why RMK Productions will never ever leave the side of Design Junkie or the Swag Lady. I appreciate that. Yes, I do. I, I've getting, you know, notes that people will say, like they'll ask a question um, and it's, it might be 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night and I'm still up, I'm working and I'll get, 
a notification. So I'll read it. And if it's something, I'll turn around and answer. And they're like, oh my God, you're there? You know, oh, oh my goodness. Thank you for such a prompt reply. Oh my God, I didn't expect to hear back from you tonight and things of that nature. But I'll tell you one of the things that I pride myself on is exceptional customer service. And I treat my customers the way I want to be treated. So the fact that now we we don't have the same capacity as a Macy's or other companies. Um, we don't have thousands of people on our in our you know on our team. We don't have that capacity, but I do have the capacity to respond. And maybe my answer is I'll find out for you. I'll get an answer for you. Um, or I may have to, you know, call the manufacturer and, and I'll say, well, you know what, I got to call into the manufacturer. And as soon as I hear back, but I never like, you know, I support, like I said, I support a lot, a lot of small businesses, a lot of black businesses, black women businesses. And the one thing you don't want to do is to take a chance, trust a business that's new to you. And then you paid your money and then you don't hear back from them. Now they may respond in a week, but during that little phase from the time you reached out to them and the time that they responded, you start wondering, are they legit? Did I waste my money? Did I just get taken? You know, you don't under, you know, when they're ghosts and they just don't respond, you know, you, you, you're wondering, and then people go, now that's why I don't mess with certain types of people. And so I never no, wanted to I'm be that stop person. You. you need to say it the way it is. That's the reason why <laughs> black people don't support black businesses. Yes. We have our because own Because they feel like we're them. unprofessional. And, and I try to, so I try to teach customers certain things and I try to let them know that, you know, because one thing they'll say is sometimes we'll, ch we charge more than like the other uh, venues, you know, Chinese businesses, whatever, whatever. And so then I say, we don't have the capacity to charge less, you know, Macy's can buy 10,000 units where I may have to buy a dozen units. And for a dozen units, the per unit cost is probably double or triple what they're paying, buying them by 10,000 at a time. We cannot afford to compete. So when you support a small business or a black owned small business, you have to take into account that we have to pay more. We don't get the same company discounts from FedEx and, and UPS. We don't get the same rates. So we have to charge more. So you can't keep nickel and diamond a small business. You know, if they charge $8.99, I get annoyed too. I'd be like, dang, I don't want to, you know, the price done went up 10 more dollars because of the shipping. But that's what they got to do. Because guess what? They going out their house, they go into the to UPS and they buying one label. It's not like they got a hundred orders. They got your order. And so that's what it is. So I, you know, you got to suck it up. You know, it's the cost of doing business with a small business and that's just what it is. And so I, I try to teach my customers. Sometimes I have to just tell them the whole process for them to understand and buy into, you know, why maybe the price is what it is, why whatever the situation is, why the shipping time is going to be a week or whatever, because it might be being shipped in another state 
a, sometimes my shipping is done in another country. You know, if it's a bulk order or if it's a, something that's very unique, it may have to come from somewhere else. And that's just what it is. So they think I press in my home. I do not do that. Well, I, I'm going to say for, for the people that, that are listening and they're still not uh, following, I, I will say this as a business, okay? And we as a people, I would say we as a Black people, we will go ahead and forgive Amazon for dropping yep. our product off in the driveway or having someone run it, run over it, put a package in the mail that is fragile and let it sit out in the heat or let it sit out in, in the rain. Instead of delivering it to the door, they'll drop it off in your driveway and we'll still go ahead and place another order. So sure will. Event that it will come from a black owned business. They don't under, understand. We're not competing on price. We normally look for the highest quality that we can. And we, we put our money on, on supporting our company, our people, and putting out a product that's superior. I know firsthand experience from working with the big box store is once they are making money. They look for resources in order to dummy down the quality of the product and still put the same label on there and we still buy. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's the reason why I, 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 I got your back when it come, comes to this, this business because I do understand business. We mm -hmm. try to use this platform to educate people to support this business. And if you look at the fact that you'll take one of these designer handbags and you'll pay 200 times more than what it actually costs and yes. walk around. Why would you argue over the fact that you are building a legacy within your own community? You're supporting products in your own community. And then you question why our communities are not growing is because you keep taking the resources out I'm of your community. taking it to other communities. That's right. Yep. Making them richer. Because I'm like, Amazon has enough money. Like, I, that's my last resort because we got to support other people. We just, we, we got to support our own people because every other culture does it except for us. All right. Let, We're let, at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. Well, believe it or not, um, I was in during the pandemic, a uh, seminar, 1500 people. And I know this interview is not by me, but this story is paramount to the conversation we're having right now. And um, for some reason, they must have overlooked that I was the only person of dark skin, only black person in the audience. And when this English guy came up and said, look, there's $8 billion left on the table in America. And it opened my eyes when I said $8 billion. And he says, buy black, invest in black. And I'm going, oh, I just started my podcast. Now I'm popular. And then his next phrase was, he says, they are consumers not business people. And I first, I, I was a little sensitive and I go, he's right. All right. We buy a, a BMW or a Mercedes when we can't pay our mortgage or rent mm -hmm. we step out on our child support payment in order to go to the, the, the event. And we'll pay twice as much for, for a meal that we have to go someplace else to eat because we're still hungry afterwards. It's just the, the, the mind mindset of what we've been taught over history when it comes to connecting with our own people. But I'm not gonna go in, in, in through into all of that because I've already done a podcast called uh, Who Are We? The Chronicles of um, Racism in America by Jeffrey Robinson. If you, and I did see that, yes. And uh -huh. I think everyone should see it. But there's a reason why RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast 
when a podcaster comes into the RMK Productions uh, family and the next phone call they get after talking to me is to Trish Davis, there's a reason why. Explain to our um, viewers the benefit of doing business with you when we connect with you instead of carrying inventory of products that won't sell. So what you're referring to, because I have a, a few different models in my business, but you're referring to our um, print on demand. Yeah, print on demand. And basically what I allow businesses to do is I will create um, a whole catalog for you, just for you. And so it will have all of your branding on it. So if you decide you want t-shirts and sweatshirts or hoodies, hats, pens, um, you know, whatever you want, uh, mugs, tumblers, sweatpants, um, whatever you want on as your merchandise in your store, per se, I'll create your store. I will give you a link and you can put that on your own website if you choose to do that. And then um, customers can purchase. You can place your own orders for what you want, but you can actually have customers who buy from the store and it's made to order. So therefore, whatever they order, four of these, three of those, that order is then made to order and sent directly to them. And then we can be partners and you will get a percentage of that order. And so I allow customers to work with me in that way. Um, and so it keeps you from having an inventory where, especially if you're new and you don't have to buy, you know, cause a lot of, uh, if you want bulk rates, you have to have minimum quantities. And a lot of times it's at least a hundred um, or maybe 50, but for the most part, it's at least a hundred of everything. So if you wanted eight items, you'd have to purchase just about 800 items and store it somewhere either in your house or now you're paying for storage to put your stuff in there. And then because you're new, it may be really difficult to sell. Um, you know, you may decide to be a vendor at an event, you take some stuff and a lot of times, you know, you're bringing stuff back home and you're hoping that you get to sell it. And at some point you may wind up having to do giveaways because you were not able to really push your inventory. But you know, a lot of businesses, they like having the option of having merchandise, but this get, takes the stress away of really having to push and sell it because you didn't really invest in, in an inventory. So that is uh, one of the benefits. You know, I also do bulk rates. I also have products that I make that people can just go purchase, which is more the ladies, the swag lady stuff. Um, that's more shirts that are already designed and they, you know, they can still get something custom, but usually they just go in, they see something they like and they just purchase. And my Design Junkie T site, I've made that my corporate site so that you know, if companies want large quantities, they can go ahead and, and tell me what they want and I can get that done for them as well. And I'll source certain items for them and then uh, we'll print and then we'll make. And that it's also to order as well, but that's bulk pricing. So with this um, print on demand, you don't necessarily get the bulk rate because you're not getting, um, you know, you're not, we're not buying them in bulk. However, the benefit is that it, it uh, creates an atmosphere where you can still either purchase merchandise for yourself and give away, or you can sell 
uh, through your site or even just through the page that I give you and you don't have to maintain an inventory and you don't even have to worry about it. Like once the sale comes, you have nothing to do with it. It's gonna be printed and it's gonna be, it's gonna go out and then you'll receive a report of whatever tracking and you can decide how you wanna get paid. Um, you know, like if it was something like often, then I'd suggest like bi-weekly or something, but a lot of the orders may not be as frequent. So it could be monthly or whatever. Um, quarterly, however you want to be paid, you can just let me know that. So that's not a, there's no strict thing about that. So that's, that's, that's the main benefit. And that's what people love to do. And even with um, my family reunion shirts, um, you know, a couple families have bought um, where one person will buy the whole kit and caboodle, but you know, families don't always get along when people owe money. So they don't want to go to the family reunion with an attitude that you didn't pay them for their shirts. So they love that I can, you know, make a design. And once they say they like the design, I'll put it, I'll send them the link and they send the link out to their family and everybody can buy their household shirts, you know, individually. And then they can just wear them or carry them to the event. And one person doesn't have to put the money out and now go chasing the rest of the family to try to get their money back and be mad at the people who still owe them money when they get to the family reunion. And you know, that puts a damper on the event. Yeah. So that's been a, a benefit as well. So I think this whole print on demand has been even more than, um, you know, for businesses that sell themselves. It, you know, I've allowed that opportunity and you've definitely, um, you know, sent people my way to take advantage of that. And I appreciate that. Well, the other thing that I appreciate is one, if you look at my logo, there's a lot of colors in there. And mm -hmm. I've, I've had other people print things for me. You know, the K after a couple watch, washes will start to peel off because they press it on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, so my, my, my hoodies and everything else have been through the, the, the wash and the dryer multiple times. And the first thing I noticed is that I could sleep in the shirt. It was so comfortable, the hoodie. It was so, oh, yes. <laughs> so the quality was off the chain. The other thing looking at a, uh, as far as a business, because you get busy trying to build your business, is that I didn't have to worry about shipping. I didn't have to worry about packaging. I didn't yeah. have to carry inventory. So if I sold more smalls, why do I have so many extra larges in inventory? Um, people right. were, were happy with that. The other thing is too, for, for bookkeeping pur purposes, you do all of that for um, startups. So that way is if you get in trouble with taxes, it won't be from your merchandise. Uh -huh. And as you grow and your fan base grows and, you know, you do events and the more time that people show up with a talking with Kevin logo on there, the first thing that happens is that's free PR. And when they ask where you got the shirt from and they, they find out it's from um, design junkie and they want to start their business, you have no idea how many people ask me about this and I refer them. The best referral is, is word of mouth. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And you are, you are true to that as far as a business uh, is concerned. And I know that now um, the wheels are turning now that you've got grand, grand, grandchildren and your first grandson, there's gotta be a design junkie or swag lady that's gonna have your, your, your grandchild on it. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I can say I've made tons of shirts for my girls. I mean, all the time. I did a shirt recently called, uh, it, says, it says, I am enough. 
and they got those shirts. They I actually, I think last summer I made shirts for them and it says, my grandma has a t-shirt company and then the, the website's on the back. And so I said, shoot, I said, I take them all over the place all the time. I said, let them, let them be promoting too. Y'all got to work too for this. But it is definitely, I, I tell every business owner, you got to be the face of your organization. True. You got, I don't care where you go. If you go into the gym on a regular basis, put your logo on your shirt, put True. your website on your shirt. If you run in anywhere, the supermarket, it's talking points. People do read your shirts. They do look at them and it comes up. And then, you know, whatever your, your product or your services, you could be in front of a customer and and talk it up and they they ask you about it or they may know somebody who's looking for that so it's just i i feel like you got to keep yourself out there i feel like you got to be on social media and and when you out and about you need to have on your stuff Correct. you know and and we're not just shirts you know if you want to dress it up a little bit we have jackets we have other types of products but if you're out there and you got to you know put it on your pen put it on um journals you know if you have um high paying clients you may want to buy you know a dozen journals and give them out as gifts to your clients you know if you're selling a high um ticket product um or service then you want to that's the special touch you want to give to your customer that you'll be remembered by. And it keeps, it keeps advertising itself because if they leave it on their desk, if you give them a mug and they have it on their desk, other people are seeing it, you know, or if they're on zoom and they're sipping tea or coffee with your branded mug, people are seeing it. And the more people that see it, the more exposure you get, the more chances you have to getting sales. So it just makes sense. It doesn't make sense to not do something. Wait, get a couple of shirts for yourself and walk around and wear them. And if you have kids, you know your kids is eating off your business. Make them wear them shirts. They running around at the gym. They going to school. They got gym day. Put this shirt on, you know, let them wear it too. You know, it's cute. And kids, they, people read them. It's still a very good marketing tool. It gives you exposure for your brand and your business. And I just feel like it's a great thing. And if you look, sometimes you'll see people being interviewed, celebrities, and they have messaging on their shirts. The yeah. things that they want to, they want people to know about, you know, I've seen um, celebrities with I Can't Breathe shirts. I've seen them with a lot of things, um, you know, that they're trying to, they, they're, they're purposely intentionally they wore that shirt for that interview because they wanted that message to be conveyed. And so I think, you know, it, it makes sense to do the same. Now, let me ask you a question. And um, how do people get in touch with you? Well, my website is designjunkietees.com. That's designjunkietees.com. You can email me, tisha.davis at yahoo. That's easy. Tisha, T-I-S-H-A dot davis at yahoo. Um, I can leave um, my number, 609-668-5602. And that's the only number I have. So I will, I'll get it. I'll get it. If I'm in a meeting, I'll get back to you. You can text me. I'm on social media. I'm um, all over the place. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. You can message me, DM me, all of that. And I, I'll get back with you. Um, if there's something, if you have a logo or if you need a design created, that's what I do. And, and please, 
and please people when you call her or email her um remember her time is is valued um if you're about business then do business and be about business don't waste waste her time um because she is the real deal she cares um she's got family she's got a life and she's trying to help you um get a life for yourself um what's what's the future what what's the next project i know you do events uh, I know yes. you have sponsors that, you know, are in your corner. Let's talk about some other things. Let's promote the living crap out of you. <laughs> well, you know, I, we have the podcast, the Business Sisters podcast. And basically, these were three women that I met in three different places. And we decided to do a showcase. I wanted to do a showcase for the holidays. And so I brought them together. And then the four of us just became like so close. And we just... We get together, we've done photo shoots, we've hung out and everything. We get on Zoom and just carry on. So we just said, you know what? We should do this as a podcast and just talk about the things that we think are important for business owners. We support each other. We all have like really amazing businesses. And, um, and you know, one thing we know for sure is that we can't do anything in a vacuum. You know, we we were not meant to live in a vacuum and these businesses, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. If you can collaborate with somebody, then you're stronger together. So we decided to get together. So we do this podcast. So that's another thing. I also um, motivate and inspire women over 50 to get fit and stay fit uh, through exercise, eating healthy, minimizing stress and getting enough rest. So, and I had made that decision actually well over 10 years ago um, that as I age, that I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be that, that woman that, oh, you know, Ms. Tisha, she walks five miles a day, every day. That's why she looks so good. She mobile. I wanted to be the one to be able to travel. I could go wherever I want. I could chase my grandkids around and have fun with them. I didn't want to be that one in the wheelchair and sitting around and can't get up or, you know, the one that sits and watch TV all day because they don't want to leave the house. I want to be out and about and, and just as spry and energetic and active in my senior years as I was in my youth. And I could tell you the only way that's going to happen, you got to put that work in. You got to do something every day. It's a lifestyle. So I decided I lost weight and I just decided I'm going to just change it up because I wanted the end to be different and the, the latter will be greater. And, but, but it's not without effort. And so I decided that I, I was going to commit to doing that, to walking. I went walking already today and I will do some more uh, while I'm in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so i think it's it's just a lifestyle that you got to make a decision about some things um you know once you decide what what you want the end to be then you got to put the work in you got to put your strategy together how you're going to make that thing happen and then you got to do what you got to do and, and whether you want to do it or not doesn't matter you know if you want the end because you got choices we always got choices and i always say you can eat the food or you can lose the weight but you can't do both and certain things, I remember a trainer a long time ago, and I would be like, but it just tastes so good. I just want, and he said, you better tell yourself the next time you look at that food, you just say to yourself, it's poison. 
tell yourself that's poison. It's going to kill me. And he said, and, I, and that's what I would say. I would go, okay, that's poison. And it took a minute, but I got it, you know, after a while. But, you know, you, we have to discipline ourselves for the things that we want to do. And one thing I know for sure, when people want to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah, and they, sure. nothing, you can't stop them. When they want something specific, they're going to do anything it takes to get there. If, if a man want to talk to a woman, ain't nothing can stop him from talking to that woman. If you want certain thing, woman, women will go out there, they want that certain pocketbook, they will, all of a sudden, they'll learn how to put money to the side till they get that $1,000 for that pocketbook. Anything somebody wants bad enough, they will do whatever it takes to get it. So want your health bad enough. Want something good, something positive, something that will leave a legacy as much as you wanted that pocketbook. That's right. And if you want your brand to grow, put it on a t-shirt, a hat, let people support you, promote you, go to Design Junkie um, Tees. Is that right? Yes, Design Junkie Tees. Yes. Dot, <laughs> com. Get your swag on, go to Swag um, Lady. And yes. you and I are going to have to talk about this fitness stuff because, you know, for the last 40 years, that's what I've been doing. Yes, yeah, so we absolutely. Have to, we have to talk about that. And but, I actually, I have a Facebook group. Um, it's, uh, it's called Rump Shakers, Women's Journey to Fitness. So it's a women's group. And we talk about food just about every single day, exercising, cooking, um, you know, detox, talk carbs, everything, all things health. Um, for women. So I started that group maybe two years ago now. Well, if, if your group ever um, decides to read a book called Dating with a Full Deck, I know um, I have a personal relationship with the author. He, okay. will, be, he will be more than happy to, to come by and, and talk mm -hmm. about okay. that. It's a fun read. So um, please do that. The other thing is, if you and your crew want to come back and um, be on the podcast together and talk about your podcast and have some laughs, you're more than welcome. That's awesome. We'd love to do that. All right. Let me ask you this. Um, I always say this, and this is true. I've had four people since I've been doing this August 4th, 2021, that have answered this question. And I've always said that you surround yourself by high valued people or high quality people. I don't need or don't look for thousands or millions of people to subscribe and follow me. I just mm -hmm. need people, instead of driving by an accident, the people that follow RMK Productions or listen to any of my podcasts, they stop to help. And we've mm -hmm. had four people that have answered the call. So I'm going to ask you this. You're asked, if you had one wish or one dream that could come true, that one of our listeners could make come true. And I always say, ask big. So don't, don't be polite. You know, if it's outrageous, whatever, like I said, I've had four people for people that their dreams come true. Outside of Oprah, there's not a lot of us that can say that we put something out there and someone has made someone's um, life dream come true. And um, so I'm gonna give you a couple seconds. I want you to think- I got it already. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and do your thing. Connect me to the buyer at McDonald's. I wanna do McDonald's shirts. They make shirts every single month. Every month they print shirts. I want to be one of the print the people that they buy shirts from. All right. I've already I've already been in their procurement system. I've already I'm already in there. I'm already ready to work with them. 
I have all the licenses. I have everything. I'm ready to do business. I need to be connected to the buyer. All right. We just put it out into the universe. <laughs> and I'm going to say there is someone that is connected to someone that makes a decision at McDonald's. And I know all these big box stores are all talking about doing something with the community. This is your chance to not only do something with the community, but to come on talking with Kevin and son and go ahead and grant her her wish firsthand. And trust me, those 100 million burgers that you've sold, a lot of our people is part of that number. Oh, yes. Yeah, so go ahead and um, you know grant this young lady her wish. And so with, with that said, I'm going to thank all of our uh, listeners for tuning in and staying with us. I'm going to thank you for thank you so much for this opportunity. Comfort zone. I mean, if you can wiggle around and let's see your grandbaby if he's still in the room. All right. And you know what? We didn't hear him cry, right? The whole time. No, he knows what happens when lights, camera, action comes comes on. You know, um, looking at Mr. True. All right. This is a first for RMK Productions, a brand new baby, a brand new baby. So my it's, listeners. It's 24 hours. <laughs> all right. If you have not been touched, motivated by the conversation we've had, the energy from Trish Davis, um, I don't know what else can uh, we can do. If you like what you've heard and you want more of it, go to RMK Productions on our YouTube page and network and subscribe and follow. There's more to come. I am going to tell you, we're, we're having an interview coming up with, with the lady, last name is Jackson. And yes, was connected to the famous Jackson family. She's going to be interviewed on there. Um, and if you want to be a guest, go to info at rmkproductions.org. We're about to release our new uh, website because we have some good things that's coming up. And I'm going, I'm going to tell you now, shh, don't tell. It's coming up. <laughs> Um, my grandfather always said, when you get to a point in life that you can help someone else, mm -hmm. it is your duty to do so. And Trish, I thank you for getting to that point in your life that you're helping other people that need help. So hope helping other people every day you're delivering. Yes. Thank you so much. So adapt this. this opportunity. I did subscribe to you on YouTube. So I'm looking forward to hearing some more of your interviews. Oh, there's and of a lot. course, of course, continuing our, our working relationship. So, yep. and definitely yep. we'll have a conversation about the fitness stuff. I'd love and to. We'll definitely do it. And I, yeah. I'm always showcasing um, women in business, not just black women, women in business. I'm going to bring back 100 girls with curls because we were showcasing women that are doing uh, great things in the community that are supported by men that are um, um, protecting them, inspiring them, and allowing them to have their own space without anything coming back to them, just being that good person in there. So I, when I say reach one, teach one, that was my grandfather's line. I don't know where he got it from, but I adopted it. So it's not original um, to me, but my grandfather got it from somewhere. What's original yes. to me is my hashtag, find 1000 reasons to be kind, to someone. And so with that said, we'll fade to black. And okay. Thank you. Yeah.